taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey friends, it's another episode of PPC Rockstars. And we have on the show today, uh, someone we've had on I think once before, and promised to have him back because he did such a great job. And it's the person that you think of when you think of who's the world's top expert on LinkedIn advertising. Give you a second. That's right, AJ Wilcox. Hey, AJ. Well, David, you just made my head real big. Thanks for that awesome intro. You deserve it. And your company's linked. Uh, linked oh, B two linked. Right. I'll get it right sometime. <laughs> so you are here to enlighten us uh, about the the new stuff in LinkedIn advertising, and um, let's start with uh, uh, something that's related, but not in the right in the center, which is um, Microsoft and LinkedIn. Are, are we how, how close are we to real tight integration between Microsoft advertising and LinkedIn advertising? I think we're still a little ways out from having what I would call a tight integration, but you do see some movement from both sides where they're starting to use the data on the other side. Okay. So uh, last time I was on, we got to talk a little bit about like what Bing ads is releasing or right. sorry, now Microsoft advertising, uh, what they're releasing. And right now they have in open beta, something where you can bid on three different aspects of LinkedIn audiences. It's company name, uh, job function and industry. And you can bid on those with a keyword. So it's kind of like uh, RLSA, um, where you say, here's my audience. Now I'm going to wait for one of them to type that keyword on Bing. And it tends to not produce a whole lot of traffic like you'd expect. Uh -huh. uh, not everyone is categorized uh, from, you know, from Microsoft's perspective as a LinkedIn user. And then, of course, not everyone is using Bing uh, as their default search engine. Um, but We've been running it. We've seen somewhere between about one to two dollar CPCs, which is certainly not bad. Just not a ton of volume, wow. but definitely feels more efficient than if you just went to LinkedIn directly. Right. And what you're getting there is a little bit of intent uh, because they're typing a keyword that you just could not get on LinkedIn. They also have enclosed beta right now, so that should be moving into open beta, I hope soon, uh, where you can just straight bid on the audiences in display and then show them across the Microsoft. Uh, audience network. Oh, nice. Now, does uh, if if one uh, places an ad directed to the Microsoft audience network, let's say a um, a native ad or a text ad, uh, does that ad get placed on LinkedIn? No, the, so it doesn't make it onto LinkedIn, but it will make it onto the Microsoft properties. As far as I know, it's only the Microsoft, like the old Microsoft network that yep. was like Skype and MSN and. Uh, you know, uh, Xbox, those kinds of things. Uh, <laughs> yep. But uh, but because of Microsoft's partnership with Oath, um, getting access to Huffington Post and um, and like Verizon and AOL, all of those, uh, I think there's a possibility that that Microsoft will open it up and let us get a lot more display inventory. And then all of a sudden, I think uh, the, the whole LinkedIn Microsoft integration is going to become you know really worth your time to set up. Right. 
Well, I want to be able to, and we'll, we'll reflect on this in future shows, I'm sure, but I want to be able to, from within Microsoft Ads, uh, apply a an audience to a search ad group where that audience is a is is made up of targeted groups within LinkedIn. Yes, I totally do. Okay. Um, I actually got to sit down. So I was at the the Bing or the Microsoft Partner Summit a few weeks yep. ago, and I got to sit down with the engineers and talk about that. Um, currently, uh, they only have the three targeting facets: company name, job function, and industry. Right. But I I begged them, you know, please open up uh, skills, group names. Um, uh, seniority, those three filters would be great. Right. So I, I hope at some point we're getting there, but groups are pretty narrow actually. So I, I would be pretty happy with just a skill or maybe uh, what LinkedIn calls interests. Yes. Um, I, I'd be happy with those uh, overlaid. I think we'd probably get some pretty solid audiences. Okay, let's segue from that into what I'm seeing is called objective-based advertising. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, objective-based advertising, I have uh, very much a hate-hate relationship with. Uh, so in, in case anyone's a fan, I, sorry, I'll just kind of be a little bit of a detractor here, but LinkedIn very, very well knows my, my views here. Uh -huh. um, essentially, objective-based advertising is taking LinkedIn in a direction where it has become just like Facebook. And this is great for those advertisers who are already used to Facebook. They already get it, uh, where the second you go in to create a campaign, it asks you what your objective is. Right. Uh, I don't like to select my objective before I have defined my audience and then before I've decided what I want to say to that audience. Um, so this feels a little backward to me. But I, I like the direction they're going in. What it's meaning is because they know what the objective is, they'll be able to optimize towards that objective. And although I do wish that were done on the back end as an afterthought, uh, I, I totally get the purpose of it. And uh, that's the direction LinkedIn's going in. So they're, they're, right. they're not wanting my, adv my advice there. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. We'll see if they take any action there. Um, but that's that's the way that they've rolled it out. Um, as of March, pretty much everyone was forced to that experience. Um, so yeah, it came with it. Uh, what LinkedIn deems is the smoothest rollout of a, of a new uh, profile experience. Sorry, not new profile. Profile a new campaign manager experience. So they're really happy with how few of bugs there were. Uh, but you know, as really early adopters and as heavy users, we encountered a lot of friction there and we keep giving them feedback on, on how to improve. And so hopefully it gets better and better. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm not crazy about, um, you know, these, this is, this is not a power user feature. It's for, it's for advertisers that want some training wheels. So let's get into some power user features. Uh, what, what else do we have uh, just coming up or coming on the horizon? Well, things that we have coming up, uh, see, I, I can't share too much. I, I was sure. just out at LinkedIn yesterday, kind of getting downloads on the roadmap. So uh, because of NDAs, I just don't know what I can and can't share. But I can sure enlighten you guys on all of the, the um, updates to targeting. We got a whole bunch just sure. in the last few months. Please. LinkedIn targeting was already really good. They're giving us a whole bunch of stuff that um, I, the, I wouldn't argue is like, I don't think it's pivotal, but there are certainly some things here that some advertisers are going to say, ooh, I've been waiting for that. So the first is interest targeting. Now, those who use Facebook heavily, 
interest targeting is really how you get the lowest CPMs on Facebook. And so it's something that they're used to. LinkedIn just barely released this. And what they're doing, and this is part of LinkedIn's tie-in with Bing, um, they are trying to bucket people into assumed broad interests. So it'll be things like accounting, agile methodologies, um, Android uh, phones and development, um, you know, you, you get it, like just an interesting topic. Right. And they're bucketing people by how they're, like what types of posts they're interacting with. So we don't know what it takes to be categorized as a like, or sorry, as, a, as an interest. Maybe it's liking three separate posts. Maybe it's liking a hundred posts. Maybe it's commenting on two. Maybe it's clicking see more repeatedly. We don't know what that is, but it's something about the types of content you tend to interact with in your user feed. Okay. And, and it is also borrowed by what your Bing search history says. So if you search for certain topics, then they can pretty much assume that you've got an interest. Okay, very clear. So um, let's go broad and then, and then get focused for a second. Uh, what are the ad types that are available uh, currently with LinkedIn? So the right formats. Yeah, so right now you get four. There's the main one that everyone should should be thinking about is called sponsored content. That's the one that's in the feed. And right. it's, I call it LinkedIn's halo ad format. It's pretty much what everyone should be using for the most part. Okay. Then, then there's right rail text ads, which don't get a whole lot of traffic, but are, tend to be pretty efficient. Okay. Then you have sponsored in-mail, which is a sponsored message right to your essentially uh, LinkedIn email inbox. Gotcha. Um, pretty expensive but really high engagement and then you have dynamic ads that insert your picture into uh into the the ad on the in the right rail on desktop and gotcha. i don't recommend anyone use those so those are <laughs> start with. why not um they, they have costs per click that are higher than sponsored content but then they have engagement rates that are low like text ads so it's just it's a really bad combination if you're trying to get it for cheaper, you can just use sponsored content or text ads. If you're trying to get an ad that engages a very specific audience, then you want to go sponsored content or in-mail. And so it's just, it's kind of a, an, an odd man out. Gotcha. Well, I, th I, th I don't think I'm a typical LinkedIn user because I don't really pay any attention to, to the feed. Um, I get in there and do specific things. Like I'll plug, uh, I'll plug the group that I created called PPC Pro People that has like 17,000 members. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And uh, PPC uh, practitioners should be members. Really uh, good information every single day. But I'll go in and I'll, I'll moderate that group and uh, I'll uh, look at uh, people that have invited me to connect and look at uh, people who have changed positions so I can congratulate them just keep track of them so it's a limited amount of stuff but what what are what are statistics on the the usage of the feed uh am i alone or is it most people or is it half and half or what no i don't think you're alone at all here linkedin is kind of split in the way that it works you have those folks who very rarely log in they may log in if they see a notification like so and so mentioned you in a post or you've received a message uh, or someone wants to connect with you so th they may log in just for that purpose um, and then you have quite a few users who've realized the value of LinkedIn's newsfeed as essentially the easiest network in the world to go viral on 
Okay. And so lots of, uh, lots of salespeople, entrepreneurs, thought leaders are using the feed and, and it really shows LinkedIn released the statistic that people are spending 40% more time in the newsfeed year over year. Nice. And, it's going to keep growing because uh, as a business owner, you'll have so much success by just natural, you know, for free sharing the word about what you're doing uh, there. And then you'll also uh, start to see people see what they like in the feed better. Cause the feed is getting better. LinkedIn's getting better at showing us good stuff. Gotcha. And because it's the first experience that you land on when you either open up the app or go to linkedin.com uh, those like you who maybe don't, see themselves doing a whole lot in the feed, they may see something that sparks their interest immediately and go, oh, okay, this is interesting. I'll spend a little bit more time. Hey, speaking of sharing messages, we've got messages from our sponsors right now. So uh, AJ, don't go away. Listeners, stay with us. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. All right, guys. I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte? You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay, let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. The pursuit of PPC continues. 
Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. We're back with AJ Wilcox of B2 Linked. Did I get it right this time? You sure did. Wow. <laughs> um, okay, so we, we've been talking about the people who use the feed versus people that, um, that don't. Uh, well, let's switch gears here. Um, what are forecasted results? So forecasted results just for using LinkedIn ads? Yes. Cool. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a download of uh, what we are used to seeing. Okay. So, so you target an audience and of course that's going to dictate how much traffic you're able to get. So you may have the largest budget in the world, but you go after an audience of 300 people and chances are you're still going to spend, you know, $17 a week. Um, so keep that in mind. All of this is, is just assuming that you have more audience than you actually have budget to reach. You're going to pay an average of somewhere between about six to $9 per click. And most of the people who are having success on LinkedIn are sending people to a content offer. So this is essentially some free gated, uh, valuable piece of content that they're asking for, uh, for the personal information in exchange for. And so that kind of valuable content, we oftentimes see getting, conversion rates between about 8 and 20%. So you do the math and some of the lowest costs per conversion that you'll see are probably in the $25 to $30 range and then you'll see uh, probably the less successful offers landing up in the you know, $60, 70 80 $90 cost per conversion range. Wow. Well, that's actually lower than a lot of uh, standard conversion costs on uh, Google. I mean, if you're if you're selling legal services, you're paying $300, $500 a conversion. And if you're selling, oh, like enterprise software, you could be paying up around there as well. Exactly. And I would never poo-poo anyone who's, who's running search campaigns because they are a very different kind of lead. Search, as you very well know, you taught me, uh, <laughs> when, when you have search, you've got someone who is ready to convert right there. They're looking for you and uh, you have no way as an advertiser to, to know whether or not this person is qualified to make the purchase if they have the budget, but you do know that it's a hot lead. On social media, on the other hand, especially LinkedIn, we know exactly who this person is. We know that they likely have the budget, have the authority to actually make that purchase decision, but we don't know where they're at on the buyer cycle. So we know that nurturing them is going to be really important and it's going to take longer to get them to commit. But once right. they do, we'll generally have a very large deal size. Um, the, the, this is like spear fishing versus you know, throwing the hook out there. Right, right. Okay, well, uh, let's see, what else is new? Well, in addition to interest targeting, they gave us something called audience templates. And they, re they released the news about audience templates. They said, uh, basically just described that this is a new type of targeting for some common ways or for some common types of audiences you might want to target. And then they didn't tell us where to actually access it. Uh, so if anyone's following along, I'll, I'll let you know how to get there. Okay. Um, Please. Okay, cool. What you do is you go to, um, let's see, uh, right within the building of the audience. So you click uh, create campaign within LinkedIn. It brings up this giant list of uh, your targeting and, um, and your bids and all of, that, all of that. In very small letters, you'll see something uh, called audience and it'll say select an audience. If you hit that, 
go down to where it says see all audiences. You are then treated to, um, to two tabs. One are the saved audiences that we've always been able to access like this, where you can essentially go in and define an audience and then go and reuse that in any other campaign you want. But there's a second tab now called audience templates, and there are 26 of them. And it's, I call it a yard sale. I mean, you, you literally look through this and um, some of these may be interesting. Some you're like, I have no idea why anyone would, would want that. Some examples here would be things like you can target someone who has a bachelor's degree, or it also means you can exclude by that as well. Um, nice. Good for like the higher ed stuff. Um, right. Someone who has customer experience, uh, uh, like experience as a professional. Um, someone who's an event planner, nurses, IT decision makers. Uh, so lots of just random stuff. And you'll never know if something is a really good targeting facet for you unless you walk to the yard sale and look around. So uh -huh. hop in there, look and see if there's something interesting for your brand. Gotcha. Nice. So you see, you're saying this, uh, these, these sound um, similar to uh, interest audiences and Google Display Network. Yeah. Um, so um, there's a set number. Yep, you there's twenty six. There's twenty six currently, and they're going to keep rolling them out over time. So what it used to be is like Amex is a really big spender on LinkedIn would go to their rep and say, "Hey, can you please like to invent some audience algorithm that lets us target by just people who you know are business travelers?" And then uh, LinkedIn goes, ah, we think we could go behind the scenes and find uh, where people who, who have a certain level of seniority, um, their IP address that they're logging into, it comes from a whole lot of different cities all the time. Let's classify them as a business traveler. So they had that going on. People were actively requesting these things. Um, I don't believe you can do that anymore. Uh, but uh, now as LinkedIn sees fit, they'll release these cool segments that uh, actually the first time I was on your show, I kind of hinted that this might be coming. Um, it, you know, this isn't just stuff from people's profiles that they put out there that lets us target them. Now we're getting to the information that no one else has. This is like the, uh, the data about how people interact with their platform. And this is really defensible for LinkedIn because, you know, some other platform could pop up and allow you to target by job titles. But, you know, to get this kind of data, you know, LinkedIn gives you the combination of the two, which could be really cool, especially if you've got one in here that works really well. Uh, an example might be like an MBA program that's trying to recruit. Um, they would go and say, we want to target anyone who has a, a bachelor's degree, but exclude anyone who has a PhD or master's already. And then layer on some interests, layer on some job function or whatever and you're, you're left with just only the people who might consider um you know coming to get a degree with you brilliant i like it so that is audience templates and and actually the first one i mentioned which is interest targeting uh, it's also a bit of a yard sale so if you want to pop into just both of them have a look around and see if if magically they've got something that fits you know your precise audience but they also released something really cool that uh advertisers have been asking for for a long time which is lookalikes ah um, great yeah so lookalikes on facebook are extremely valuable simply because facebook's targeting isn't great especially on the business to business side and so a lot of us b2b marketers we would upload lists and we would start building website retargeting audiences and then 
say, okay, we can't use other Facebook targeting methods to hit these people. So how about you just create a lookalike from the ones that we do know and then hope that there's some gold in there. Gotcha. Everyone was saying, hey, LinkedIn, why don't you guys have lookalikes? So they built them and you can now build them from either a web retargeting list, a, a, an email upload list, or a company list. So all three of those are eligible. And uh, once they came out, I was like, yes, finally, I, get a, I, I stopped getting this question from everyone about when's LinkedIn going to have lookalikes. But then I started thinking, wait, when are these actually valuable? Like, when would I actually use these? Uh-huh. And what I, what I decided was LinkedIn's targeting is so good around specific kinds of business professionals that I, I never really wanted a lookalike. I never needed it um, because if I have, uh, it's very rare when I have more budget than what I can actually spend on the core group on LinkedIn. It's expensive and you pretty much have access to 95% of professionals. So it's kind of rare to, uh, to have more budget than you have audience. But what I realized here is if you can take a list of your, um, your past successes, let's say it's like an email list of all of your current customers or, or past good customers, or maybe a company name list of all of your current customers, you can run lookalikes on that and hopefully hit more people that look like the best ones. And gotcha. so you relinquish a little bit of control, but you absolutely do get uh, maybe some gold in there that you wouldn't have thought to hit otherwise. Gotcha. Hey, let's pause here because we've got some more messages from our sponsors. So, uh, AJ, this is great stuff. Thank you. And listeners, stay with us. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. All right, guys, I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte? You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay, let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries into the 2019 International Web Award Competition. 
Sign up now at www.webaward.org. Web Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site. And the winners go to, well, you'll have to see for yourself. You can't win if you don't enter. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2019. Go to web and sign up today. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with AJ Wilcox, uh, B2 Linked. And um, LinkedIn is our topic, obviously. So, um, how about some tips? Any any uh, little uh, uh, techniques that you have discovered that you want to share? Yeah, I think so. Um, part of the the uh, objective based advertising approach that LinkedIn just rolled out in February um, was now they allow you to to bid by objective and to also do uh, like bid towards a conversion optimization approach. Um, I got a chance to sit down with the engineers who work on that. Um, and, and I kind of had this question that was like, if, um, you know, if I'm relying on LinkedIn to know who converts, LinkedIn really hasn't had a, a lot of reliable conversion data for very long. They've only had the, the pixel that can track conversions for about two years. Right. And, and so I said, okay, how are you guys doing this conversion optimization? And can I rely on it? Um, and my main concern was if I just picture a, a big circle that represents a whole audience. And if LinkedIn is assuming that maybe a, a sub circle in the upper right hand corner are the ones who actually will convert, um, does it mean I'm going to alienate the other, like the, let's call it the other like 50, 60, 70% of that circle? Uh, maybe they won't even see my ads. And, and so anyway, I had questions about that. Um, what it looks like technically is LinkedIn will, will bid higher for and try to show uh, in the auctions for those that it thinks are likely to convert. And of course that data is going to get better over time, but it does not exclude. It doesn't alienate the rest. It just probably isn't going to bid as high for them. Gotcha. So I went from saying, I don't trust this feature to yeah, yeah. Test it. It seems like it could be useful in some cases. Gotcha. Nice. Uh, about, about, I think we have time for one more. Ooh, great. Um, uh, let's see, let me throw this out there. Um, I, I think we may have talked about this in the past, so I might throw in a, in a uh, kind of a, a bonus feature, uh -huh. but just make sure that any campaign that you're running, you have not checked the box that says uh, enable audience expansion. Um, uh -huh. that, that option is poison. It essentially gives LinkedIn full carte blanche to stick anyone in your audience that, you, that they want. And although you might see slightly lower CPCs, you're also reaching audiences that you didn't specifically ask for. So I say, if you're going to be paying LinkedIn prices, how about you only go after exactly the right people that you want to go through? Gotcha. Good stuff. Hey, um, before we have to break, uh, where will you be appearing in public next? Ooh, uh, so I will be speaking at the MN Search Summit in Minnesota. Uh, in June. So I'm uh -huh. excited about that one. And then right after that, I can't remember whether PubCon Vegas or Inbound um, comes up first, but I'll be at those three. And that's pretty much the rest of the shows for the year. Yeah, it's getting to be uh, the end of the show season already. Hard to believe. Thank goodness. April was tough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Well, you, you deserve to be uh, uh, adulated everywhere. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you are way too kind, David. Well, I, I, I think you deserve it. <laughs> so thank you, AJ. Appreciate your coming on, and, and we'll see you uh, very soon, I hope. Sounds great. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that was valuable. It was. And thank you, listeners. Uh, we've got another treat for you in a couple weeks, so come back for another episode of PPC Rockstars. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.